1: It's MJ with the bags underneath her eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Hope everybody's having a lovely Monday. We're back to the normalcy. Anniversary episodes are over. And uh, it's the month of October. It is October the 4th, which is my favorite fucking uh, day, month in in existence. Okay, it's like, I'm spooky all year round, but I get a little crazy in October. Um, My house is all spooky looking right now. Super excited about that, um, Stevie. You read anything good lately? I feel like we haven't really had time to do an intro where we've talked about things we've recently read, and I have things I to tell. I have things to tell people.
0: Um, what have I read? That's a really good question, actually. I read Stranger. Oh, I also read that. That shit's. That shit is cold. Is fucking. That shit is good. So, I read Stranger. I did um, Last Round by Charity Farrell. And if anybody knows me, they know I'm absolutely obsessed with that series. It is the final book in the Twisted Fox series. And we are finally getting Lola's story. We've been waiting since book one to get Lola's side of the story. And I'm so excited because Lola and Silas are couple goals. Um, I love and then I read Doctor Scandalous, which is out today. I'm really excited about that, and always, um, always, always be my all. forever. Okay. Which is by Alexis Winter, and that is out today too. So I'm super excited for her because this is the third book in her mount, third book no fourth book in her Mountain Men series, I think. I don't remember anymore. I think it might be the third book. Who knows? That's literally me. It's I, I, I'm beta reading the next three books for her, so and it's so I'm like lost on what couples are coming next because there's so many of them.
1: <laughs> um I have read some very good books recently. Um Huh on. Okay, so um hooked by emily mcintyre was phenomenal if you're looking for like a very edgy dark dark dirty retelling that isn't doesn't feel like a retelling but also feels like a retelling and is like amazingly written that's so good definitely tonight's and to recommend that um just like heaven by Truly Pucci. when i tell you that this book fucked me up when i read this book if you're looking for a dark Uh, Romeo and Juliet retelling. Uh, This is like 100% for you. It is so good. It's like, it's everything I wanted Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet to be. There's sex and guns and it's just amazing (laughs) and you need to read it. Um, I read uh, the Virtues and Lies series by Alexandra Silva. I don't know how the fuck people don't know more about her. Like her writing is phenomenal. And if you're looking for also another like dark, very, you know, like mafia style vibe book, that's definitely a good series for you. I think it's so well done and well written. Ten out 10 to recommend. And then I just read Cruel by Trisha Wolf like four days ago and I'm still haunted. I'm like, where's the second book? Like, is it done? Can I have it? Please?
0: Go off and tell the people about Cole i know you have a lot of things to say about stranger
1: (laughs) oh shit i was like what the fuck are you talking about um okay and then you have stranger by jj grice did that release today no
0: it releases on october 29th
1: okay october 29th go pre-order that shit because cole is my baby daddy i love him he is like the definition of like a very it's like that it's like that grumpy moody non-talkative hero you know but i feel like he low-key could kill me you know (laughs) i i loved him i loved the book i don't it's like it's got like twists in it which i wasn't expecting but i really liked and i just i don't know it was just like really phenomenally written cole is so sexy i would have his babies i'm
0: worried book two picks up right where book one left off
1: yeah so i think that 10 out of 10 go pre-order and read that one but i think it's everything i read also i just want to say that cruel by trisha will fucked me up if you like if you like books about psychopaths okay falling in love um 10 out of 10 recommend and most people have heard about her truly dark truly madly and then like born darkly and then like born madly or whatever series if you liked that oh god you gotta go pick up cruel it's so good so good so yeah that's what i've been reading other than that it has been a whole bunch of writing and that's it
0: that's it that's it everybody go buy the lies we steal oh yeah i have a book out she's horrible at promoting herself this is why I do that work (laughs) I know if you look if you
1: are looking for a fantastic read for spooktober and you like dark romance and you like dark romance that's what I'm saying spooktober you're looking for the vibes my book is definitely that vibe so you should definitely go pick that up check it out it's available on all platforms um paperback's gorgeous by the way if you want to go check that out as well um, but yeah, I think that's it for me. Is there anything for you?
0: Nope. We are ready to read, to head in our-
1: First of all, how do you say your last name? Just in case. Munoz. Okay, cool. That's what I was making sure. All right. So, spoiler alert, we're going to be talking to Ashley M- Munoz. 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 <laughs> I'm going to fuck it up. I can't. I can't do it. M-
0: i can't Fine, do it i will i will do the announcement yeah, yeah yeah okay
1: <laughs> ashley resides in the pacific northwest with her husband and four children she enjoys hiking sneaking off to read and of course drinking copious amounts of coffee when she finally sits down to write so let's go talk to
0: ashley welcome to the podcast ashley munoz welcome welcome to the bookshelf
1: boyfriends i know that's so different for listeners i didn't do that intro but i didn't want to love myself <laughs> for the last time everybody knows my like iconic fucking dyslexia on the podcast. so uh wasn't gonna do that uh but welcome we're super excited to talk to you super excited to have you here um i know that you are about to release a new book in a series but before we get there we're gonna have to go back to the first one okay (laughs) also the cover of this that man is fine with a capital f i saw that cover and i was like damn i was like damn papa you were rare breed i was like shit i was like i don't even know what this book's about but i'm buying it (laughs) i know
2: I i love the cover i'm with you
1: so you released wild card august the 12th right before my birthday whoop, whoop. And this is the first book in a new college sports romance series called Rake Forge University. And this is Decker and Mallory's story. So what was kind of like your inspiration behind the idea of this series and this kind of story?
2: It's the weirdest thing. Every time I tell anyone the inspiration for this book, I just, people are like, really? Um, I was walking past this like dimly lit room with a pool table and there was a baseball glove on top of the table. And all of a sudden, I just had this idea of like, what would happen if two strangers were in there and they weren't supposed to be in there. And I don't know, from there, all of this stuff just started like, spilling out. And that literally was the entire inspiration for this whole series. Okay, I love
1: that. So (laughs) my, I have one question on top of that. Um, So are there gonna be four books in the series? There's gonna be three. Okay, all right. So is it my thing is, is do so we have like wild card king of hearts. Are we having
2: like a spade diamond or club coming up there in the future? Are, I know, I know. We are actually having the Joker is the last <gasps> one. Oh, queen.
1: I'm here for it. I was like, I was sitting here. I was like, oh my God, I want to see if I can guess the titles of these things. <laughs> <laughs> yes. because I love when people do like workplace stuff.
0: And I just thought that was so cool. That was so cool. All right, Stevie, you take your question now. All right, so Mallory's little sister gets a mysterious playing card. So her idea is to sneak in and break the story. What was your favorite part about writing Mallory's character?
2: Um, I there was a lot to Mallory that I enjoyed writing, but I think it was her love for Taylor that I loved writing the most because it was so complicated and their relationship was so complicated, and I I just I had so much fun writing just her love for this broken character and this person who was not easily loved um yeah. that she just kept kind of just her heart was so soft towards towards taylor and i just had a lot of fun with that had a lot of fun developing that whole relationship
0: my
1: brain would have exploded <laughs>
2: uh, well, it's, go it's ahead. funny because originally um I just pointed towards my screen like it was a (laughs) person. Originally, I had written Taylor to be this super vindictive, horrible person. And my sister, who is an avid romance reader, Mm -hmm. she beta read the first few chapters for me. And she was like, sis, you should make this to where they... like." There's a relationship there. What would happen if you know there was actually like this redeemable thing? And I just it changed everything for me. So it was super fun to do that.
1: We love sister advice on this podcast. We love. <laughs> I would never let any of my siblings, my dad, or anybody read my shit because I would probably die. Um, no, absolutely not. And plus, my siblings are all younger than me, and that's weird. Um, yes. So. Decker has like a lot going on, okay? And in some ways, he kind of has like this rug pulled out from underneath him. And I want to know, was there anything about Decker's character that really surprised you or that you found was like harder to write?
2: Yeah, Decker's grief really surprised me. Um it was going to be just a very like background thing. It was not going to be the center focus of his character. And the more, I mean, I, I obviously kind of dealt with that and I don't know if any readers have followed me since my book, the rest of me, they know, you know, my dad passed away and there's just a lot of grief. And so when I was writing Decker and kind of toying with that idea of grief, mm-hmm. um, it just kind of started pouring out of me more and it just really became um, a focal point in his character. Yeah. And that really surprised me. I was like, well, this is not where we were headed, but this and is where we're at. at. Yeah, but this is where we're at, and then that tied in with you know Mallory and the storm aspect and all that. So yeah,
0: yeah. I liked where it went. So I mean, glad you followed your gut on that one. <laughs> Thanks. Now this book definitely took you on a little bit of a roller coaster, which we love roller coasters. We love roller coasters. Um, now, was there any part of this book that you struggled with, or a certain character that maybe was harder to relate to
2: than another? I think Elias was <laughs> sounds. So I love weird. that name. I know he's. It was a weird character, and I struggled so much with that because originally I wanted to do a love triangle, like a legitimate love triangle, where Elias was redeemable, and there was like this conflicting thing. And I think. I really struggled with flushing, like kind of getting rid of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I could tell um, it was so late in the story when I decided to change that, that I could still tell there were some readers who were like, I kind of had hints here and I kind of had this feeling. And um, I think that was probably just one of the hardest things for me to overcome because I wanted it so bad. I don't know why, but I was like, this is going to be a love triangle. And then it wasn't and it had, it couldn't be you know, for the, for the sake of the story, so. I love a good love triangle, so I would have been like, yeah. So. <laughs> I love love triangles.
0: Mm. Me too. Just
2: couldn't, I couldn't make it connect, though, with all the things I wanted to do. Like you said, it was a roller coaster, and I just couldn't, like, it was weird. Sometimes
1: that just happens. Sometimes you have, like, so many other elements going on. It's like, do I really need to add another level? do I really need to do that? Because I think my brain, I think this might be a little too much. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah. Right. And you're like, I have to complete this somehow, but there's no track left.
1: Yeah, I know. It's just like, let me just throw everything but the kitchen sink in here and hope for the best. Yep. Hope that all of it connects. So book two in the series is called King of Hearts. And I was just telling you about how I love people who do like the, um, like play on things like that. So like the four horsemen and like, Playing cards, I always, I love that. I, I'm a sucker for that shit. I'm like, that's so fucking cool. I so, am too. What can readers expect from this next book?
2: So this next book definitely takes a turn. Um, I'm not very good at, you know, staying in the lane. I, I think originally with a Wild Card, it started as a sports romance. Um, but as you guys probably know, if you read it, it didn't stick yeah. to that. It's not a, your typical sports. It's more twisty turny. So with um, King of Hearts, we're going to be getting into more of a um, it's a it's an arranged marriage slash oh, mafia yeah. romance. So oh, yeah, yeah. I'm that is a big right turn. <laughs> and you know, turn. it's a right <laughs> turn right into my wheelhouse. So I'm fine with that. I know I'm I'm my readers are probably like wait what what are we doing here so um I think I laid enough you know kind of breadcrumbs uh for them in wild card to not be totally blindsided by the turn but it's still different for me
1: I'm here for it I can connect sports and mafia I don't know if you guys watched this documentary on Netflix about this guy this hockey team this man bought his son a hockey team when he was like 18 and he ran a hockey team at, like, 18, and it it was, like, they were, like, gangsters. It was, like, a mafia. No, I did not know that. I was, like, uh, has somebody wrote this book?
2: Because (laughs) uh, I need it. Like, I need hockey mafia. Absolutely. Amazing. Well, that was kind of the premise between the devils, was that they were this kind of secret society type of thing they weren't normal you know they weren't oh, yeah. they weren't supposed to be owners and that type of thing and so kind of was like yes yeah, sports but there's all this hidden underground stuff going on so
0: yeah I'm here I love for it. it like everything I love it's like dark and sports it's like <laughs> I love it <laughs> so I'm all yeah. for like underground societies That's yes my vibe it's my
1: jam so if one of your books slash series is this Series was to be turned into a TV show, which or movie? Which one would you choose, and who would you cast as lead roles?
2: This is really hard because I think, as you know, as a writer, you're like all of my books, right? That's like the initial answer. You're like all the books, all of them. But if I was to really like pare this down, I have to be honest. Like I have these daydreams of like, oh my God, I would love to see this book on Netflix. Period. Bottom line. And it's The Rest of Me, which is a very weird, like, outlier book for me because it's small-town Wyoming. It's um, Widow with Four Kids. Very different from my very angsty drama stuff. But that's yeah. the one that I would want as a movie. And I think that I would like to see Margot Ro- Robbie? Robbie. Yeah, 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 Robbie. I want her. I know that's crazy because she plays, like, in Suicide Squad, and everything but like I want to see her take on this character role of Layla this widowed mom of four kids and obviously I would like Scott Eastwood as the leading role because oh who wouldn't?
1: everybody wants Scott Eastwood I do I right. want Scott Eastwood yes there's no other answer oh my god that made me think of something that I'm not going to talk about because it is very very off-tangent <laughs> what actually I am going to say it. So there is a new Clint Eastwood movie out. I don't know if you guys have watched. It. It's called uh Cry Macho. And I want to see it. Yeah. Don't. Oh okay. Don't do that to yourself. Don't oh, waste no. two hours of your life. Don't do that. <laughs> um, I I went to watch on a uh, my husband. So I like scary movies, and uh, he took me to a drive-in, and they're like my favorites. And like the movie before the scary movie was Cry Macho. And I was like, oh, I like Clint Eastwood. And, you know, I watch. Bro, don't watch it. Don't don't. It, because the okay, this is gonna sound so shitty. Okay, Clint Eastwood's old. Okay, man's man's in man has you know healed from his prime. Okay, and he acted as like the main character in the movie. And I think had he had maybe had his son play the main character in the movie, I think mm. it would have been a lot better. But it was just so bad. I really thought I was watching an indie film and I would have been okay with that because you know indie films I'm prepared for it to be trash but <laughs> like directed by Clint Eastwood I was like this is gonna be a good movie I was like this is what is this whack-ass shit so don't do that to yourself and I just wanted to just, like preface by saying that if Scott Eastwood had played his mm-hmm. his role it would have been amazing because at least mm-hmm. I would have had like an attractive man to look at
2: yes yes i'm with you and i felt that way about the new sopranos movie by the way i did not like it the mini saints of newark didn't oh, like no.
1: it. i was gonna watch that better not yeah i'm not want to be disappointed no thank you i've been disappointed already too much in 2021 anyways so stevie you can take the last reading question yes that last- you
0: took my question you highlighted that shit for me no oh, i, I head did the that <laughs> oh my bad <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Go ahead. Go ahead. What's next for the rest of 2021 and heading into 2022?
2: So for for the rest of this year, um, I've got The King of Hearts will come out in November and then that's it for the rest of this year. Um, but then right off the bat in January, The Joker will come out. Um, and then I have so many anthologies. I have, I think it's February, March, April and May I have one coming out every month and then October of next year so I'm not sure about honestly I haven't planned for like myself just me publishing I've only planned the Joker um, because of all those other projects who knows I'm one of those people that like spur of the moment will be like you know what I have three months I want to put out a book so (laughs) I wish I could be that
1: I wish I could be that person uh I gotta have a strict plan for my life or I will disintegrate.
0: <laughs> I will uh have a
1: absolute breakdown I'll start writing like paranormal look
0: and, like, we have her we have her um schedule planned till 2023 because if I don't
1: I'll write like a vampire novel out of left <laughs> fucking field I don't even write PNR out of like left field so I got to keep my life in order or I'll go way off target way off target
2: yeah I, um, I feel you I,
1: feel you. So, I get
0: phone calls that says oh maybe I should write this next oh, <laughs> Look, oh maybe not <laughs> like oh, I don't think I need to do that because I have a next generation that I need to write
1: and if I get going with too many ideas I'll be like fuck I don't want to write this next gen but mm-hmm. so I can't do that to myself <laughs> um so we're gonna move on to writing questions and I'm gonna take this portion uh so when did you first realize that you wanted to be a writer slash author
2: I used to write on this super old computer. Don't ask me the name, but if you printed, there was like those serrated edges on the side that you would tear off. Okay. So like green or black screen with green letters. I would just like write for like hours, just like, oh my God. And there's a mountain, there's a princess and a dragon, but honestly, it was just fun. Like it was just for fun. I never wanted to grow up to be like a writer. That was not in my wheelhouse. was not my dream. It was nothing. But after my dad died, I started reading a ton. My sister, um, she's like my best friend. So she was just like peddling me all these books. She introduced me to just everyone that I started reading. And uh, I had my fourth kiddo, which took me out of the work field. And I was bored to death at home. I was so bored. I was insanely just going crazy. And I just started writing on my phone with a Google Drive. And I found out that indie authors were a thing and I was like, oh my God, people are actually publishing? Like without a publisher, this is crazy. And I was like, I want to try it. I just want to do it. I just want to try it, you know? I don't know if <laughs> anyone else has ever done that. Like, I just want to try it. But I did and it cost a lot of money. And so all of a sudden I was like, well, I want to get some of my money back. And yeah. so thus begun this like problem of like, well, well, in order to get money back, right? It's <laughs> That's what it is. I'm hustling people. That's why I started writing. That's my whole story.
1: I mean, honestly, I feel like that is so much more common than what you think. Like, so many people have been like, yeah, I wrote a book, didn't really think anything of it, didn't think I was going to publish it, and then published it, and didn't really think anything of it. And then I wrote like eight more. And I'm like, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and I think like a lot of people started out that way where it's like eh, this is gonna be fun we're gonna I feel like indie authors were just like fuck the matriarch patriarchy yeah that's what indie authors were they were like fuck it we're gonna (laughs) do it on our own so um no but I feel like that happens a lot people are just like you know what I'm gonna write a book and you know do what I will with it and then it publishes and they're like maybe I'll write another one so yeah. and I, I I love that progression of like it going from like I ah, you know like whatever to like how do I make money now
2: <laughs> like yeah and I think I think indie authors man I think I used to be in honors English when I was in school and stuff but I used to get like you know little notes on my right on my papers and stuff that was like this was not what we talked about this was not the gear of the story and I think indie authors are the ones that were like you said just like fuck you you know like I'm gonna write what I want to write and so it feels good it feels really good to just be like well I'm gonna do this regardless um yeah definitely was never a plan of mine that's for sure
1: <laughs> I'm here for it well it worked out and we're glad we're, you're here I mean look
2: look where we're at so
1: are you a plotter a pantser or somewhere in between i feel like i know your answer already from like
0: guessing like are you a pantser
2: i am a pantser i, I, I can
0: feel it i can feel it yes, especially
2: you know. when she says that
0: she'll have this moment where i got three months so i'll just write something yeah. yeah i was like yeah honey you're a pantser
2: I know when you said you had your schedule planned I was like so that's what it's like to be a plotter I'm sure (laughs) because I'm in the middle I'm
1: a planter I'm in between but I definitely lean way more towards plotter than I do pantser
0: she has like 150 character interview questions (laughs) It's,
1: it's fine I'm fine
0: I'm fine it's because if I don't my ADHD will like be
1: like I'm gonna make him a fucking warlock you know <laughs> i can't <laughs> like if i like if i pants that i'm gonna be writing i'm like oh yeah this is going this is going supernatural he's a ghost for sure yeah, I think he's like, a ghost <laughs> i'm not doing that i can't do that if i don't if i don't have like a set plan then i will lose my shit so i can't do that
2: but anyways <laughs> panther how's that for you it's hard. I, I identify with you so much because I am I'm definitely a mood reader, and so I end up being a mood writer, oh, and wow. um that's why the whole thing with wild card and De- and Elias that was hard for me because the pantsing just took off and we're like well now we're doing this, and it's it's really hard. I have to discipline myself pretty pretty you know whatever um to not do that, and so I I would prefer to be a plotter, and so yeah. what I, I end up doing is halfway through my manuscript I sit down and then I have to like pull it all together because it's just becoming this like you know all these different rabbit trails and all these different plot whatever bunnies and I'm like what are we doing (laughs) what is going on so I definitely am a hybrid mix but my plotting is it looks like a second grader plotted so my second my plotting is
1: very excessive. Like it shouldn't be to that level, you know? And half the time I don't even stick to the plot, you know? Like, so, okay. I pants my characters and I, but the thing is, is like, Okay. So I do like 112 character interviews for like both female and main character, or female, female, whatever I'm doing. Right. So that I know these characters really well when I write them. And then I plot the actual story. And then because I feel like I know them so well, I let them pants themselves, like who they are and like what they do along with like dialogue and stuff like that. So that's where I'm hybrid. I pants the conversation with like character things like that, but the plot is like pretty solid. Like I know like, said person kills this person in the library with candlestick okay and we need to get we need to get to this area you know like you know and this police officer investigates this individual you know so like the plot's pretty solid but I allow my characters to kind of like take over and I was like really trying to like hover over them recently and uh I really thought they were trying to kill me from the inside out. <laughs> i literally thought that like these imaginary friends that were inside of my head were gonna start like i mean like they were like detonating my mental health
2: <laughs> oh no yeah like
1: lady if you don't like stop hold up on the reins woman and let us do our thing i'm gonna literally quit talking to you and i was like i'm not even gonna finish this book yay i love this so much uh-huh. I, I both simultaneously love being an author and hate being an author at the same time
2: yes same i feel you it's so, like, listen, blessing and a curse i know
1: So do you have any interesting writing quirks? Like when you sit down to write, do you have to like be eating Twizzlers or like wearing a pair of socks that you love or something?
2: I do have to have something on my feet. My feet always get super cold and I cannot write if my feet are cold. Um, So usually socks or slippers. Um, I usually have to have a candle burning. Like right now I have one on my desk Um, that's not burning. But when I write, I like to have it burning. Mm -hmm. Um, But otherwise... I mean, I don't really, snacks, I'm, I'm usually trying to eat healthy, but I end up like grabbing non-healthy stuff just because, but fish. yeah, like whatever, you know, survival. I feel like I'm, I'm going to survival mode.
1: Well, yeah. Well, literally when you get midway through a manuscript, you're like, I don't even care what goes in my body. I just need energy, you know? Yeah. Like, I just need like to, and like my husband, I forget to eat sometimes. So like I have this little stash over here that he made yeah. for me. It's a bunch of junk food, but he's like, I'd rather you eat junk food than you like me come home at like 7 p.m. And you've been up since like five and you've been writing and had not all day. Yeah. Uh, so I'd rather you eat junk food. But Stevie always knows that I'm in like near the end of my manuscript because all I'm eating is ramen. It's super it. quick. It's <laughs> two minutes in the microwave and I can come in here and I can eat it. As I like, and eating, slim, slim gym, gyms so. and slim gyms. I eat slim gyms like a mofo when I'm at the end of my deadline. So I feel like yeah. part of it. I feel like people who are able to sit there and eat like carrot snaps, like, fuck, fuck you. Okay. Teach me how to do that. Teach me how to right. do that.
2: I no. can't, there's no way you sit there and eat celery. There's no way. And I have four kids. So we have a lot of like kids snacks. So yeah, goldfish fruit snacks. Like there's like all these random things in my pantry and it's not usually healthy, so that's I would
1: just fuck out of some free roll-ups. Oh my yes. god, yeah,
2: that would be great. Yeah.
1: So, what do you like to do when you're not writing?
2: Um, <laughs> I always feel so awkward with this question because I feel like I should have something super, like, amazing to tell you. you totally don't. Truthfully, to do truthfully, I'm literally like, I, I, this is what I do. I am either reading or I am writing, and. Otherwise I'm like hanging with my kids. We do, um, you know, movie nights and my husband loves hiking. I'll hike with him, but I don't enjoy it. Like I need to be here. Like I don't enjoy that, you know? So (laughs) Do that for him. That's his benefit, (laughs) not mine. Right. To like keep my marriage together. Like he's (laughs) he's an extrovert. He loves going in like places. But for me, I'm like online shopping click list thing was like the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. um you know just things that just keep me in my house I was like I'm I'm here for it like this is what I you know there's yeah. nothing else I need so <laughs> I genuinely
1: believe and I think there's a correlation for authors and wanting to be homebodies because like yeah. I'm not an introvert I'm very much so like an extrovert okay but uh, obviously um but like at the same time I'm very much a homebody like I want to leave the fucking house and I feel like it's a correlation because we are so like like, the worlds we create are so chaotic and just, like, we don't want any more human interaction than what we already got going on in our fucking heads. Yes. It's like, I just killed somebody. I don't want to go out to Denny's. I want to I go I think home. the same
0: thing goes for PAs, though, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because most, I, would, I want to say some of us work full-time as PAs, not all of us, but- yeah like Tiffany and I just had this conversation the other day like she has a full-time job and I work from home all the time but I don't want to go anywhere yeah yeah, yeah.
1: I'm like I'm comfortable in my house genuinely I'm just like I just like tried to kill somebody off on chapter three I don't want to go to Denny's I don't want to go to Chili's and drink with my I don't want to do that I'm like hello
2: Instacart yeah Yeah. I want to stay home I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> well, I, I feel the same, even if I'm writing or reading, like I was telling my husband the other day, like I was reading this really intense book called City of Thorns. And I was like, she does not know that she could be a demon. Like, this is a really big deal and I'm not handling it well. <laughs> so if you could just go away, like, give me some space while I work yeah. out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I'm trying
1: to deal with this mentally and you're not helping.
2: Right. <laughs> but yeah, I agree like, with you. <laughs>
1: I will literally sit on the couch like reading on my like Kindle or whatever and my husband will be playing like Call of Duty in the living room and I'll be like <gasps> I'm very much so a verbal reader like like Not when me. shit happens I'm like oh no she fucking didn't like <laughs> I am just like very much like verbally verbal and he'll like pull his headphones off and like, did you say something And I'm like you'll never believe what this hoe just did. You'll never believe it. And yeah, What the hell are you talking about? He's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, I'm gonna give you a rundown real quick. And i like tell him what she just did. He has no idea about the plot basis or anything. And I'm like, so she married this dude's dad, right? And he's like, what? Like, where, what are you reading? <laughs> what are you reading? And, like, <laughs> he turned out to be a fucking, you know, vampire with, you know, like some type of seven cents. And he's like, I don't, I don't, you've lost me. You've lost me. So... I get that on a very personal level. He just doesn't understand it, but I need somebody to like visual. I need to like verbally tell somebody that this is like some fucky shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So. so this is my favorite question for writers. What is the weirdest thing you've ever had to Google for a book?
2: Um. You know, it's really hard to. Re- I always like my memory doesn't go back that far, but I'll tell you for the most recent writing. Um, I had to Google. Um, <laughs> when you shoot a bird if oh their chest is still rising like is it an instant death or <laughs> can you can you still see their chest rising after you shoot them yeah yeah, yeah. and it, you know, google, google didn't help me so I actually ended up having to facebook message one of my best friends that I haven't spoken to in like 10 years um and I was like I'm so sorry I'm not trying to sell you anything but could you tell me, because she works for like forest wildlife, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I ask her the question and she tells me, and I just felt so good inside. But then she was like, oh, so how's life? And I was like, whoa. Oh,
1: now I got to have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like shit. Yeah. Literally, I. you could have watched Failure to Launch. That could have given you a good example because they shoot it with a BB gun. Oh and God. It, I haven't like, seen that in a yeah. while. They shoot the mockingbird with a BB gun, a, a paintball gun, or whatever, and it like I don't know. It's like a dead bird. It it like does, it, it does its thing.
2: So I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's it's just crazy because it's all the details you look at after you write it and you're going through editing and you're like, well, does that even make sense? You know? And like when you cut the tendon of somebody like behind the kneecap, like does that like does it matter where the blade lands? how much resistance is there before they fall backward how much blood is there
1: like and then you like literally research this shit for like a whole day right yeah. and like little things I'm um, the stupidest shit I'll research is like does a toenail hurt when you clip it you know like I like something dumb like that right research it heavily and then I'll reread the book and be like I? I didn't even need to really go into fucking detail for no. that,
2: that like why do I need to know like the logistics of that no. And I personally hate in books when I'm reading and they label like what kind of gun it is. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care what kind of gun they're using. <laughs> I don't. And yeah. so I put it in my book and then I deleted. I was like, why did I literally spent half a day researching the, the types of guns and all this stuff? And I was like, I don't, I hate that personally. So it's gotta go. You know, like yeah, yeah. I get it. I totally get it.
1: All right, so that is my last writing question. Stevie, I'm gonna let you take over for reading questions.
0: The floor is yours. What book has your favorite cover? Now this can be any of yours or anyone that you've read.
2: Oh God, I didn't know you're going to include ones that I've read. Uh-huh. I still think Wild Card is my favorite. I love it. I love it so much. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of other co- covers that I love, although I'm sure there are some. Um. yeah, Wild Card is my final answer.
1: So pretty. I'm here for
0: it. I like that cover. It's a beautiful cover.
2: Yeah, it is.
1: That man is so fine. I was was like, what is this? I (laughs) I was like, what is this book? Help me find, like, I I didn't even know the blurb. I was like, I want it so
2: bad. I know. When my designer came back with that image, I was like, I I was like speechless. I was like, uh, yeah. (laughs) How
0: the fuck did we end up here? I'm here for it though. (laughs) Right? <laughs> so, what attracts you to a book—the cover, the blurb, a recommendation from
2: others, or the title? So, recommendation first. If, like my sister, man, she'll write. She's the harshest reader ever, though. So sometimes I have to kind of like, uh, um. But she'll she'll say, "Read this book. I know it's going to be good." And so I'll read it no matter what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, or other people, like on Facebook groups, if people like heavily, you know, gotta read this book, gotta read this book, I'll read it. Um, but then the cover comes next uh And then the blurb. So cover if the cover is, I don't know. Sometimes it's kind of 50 50 because if the cover really sucks but the blurb is amazing, then I'll give it a shot.
1: I do the same thing. I do the same thing because it's like maybe maybe they, maybe they're a great writer but they just could not afford a great they're cover. Like, think, cover. You know and yeah. it's like I'm gonna give it a shot. I'm gonna give it a shot. And sometimes you find like hidden gems like that. You're like,
2: oh, lady, I want to pay for you to get a better cover because this book is phenomenal. Well, like. Il- a andrews however you say that their name um i did not love their covers right off the bat and i was kind of like oh eh, they're stupid but my sister was like no sis you have got to read the series uh yeah. the kate daniels series and i was like okay and i'm like, obsessed i reread that like twice a year if i can because i love it so much so i feel that I feel yeah that.
0: so who are some of your favorite authors to read and yes this is your chance to pimp your friends <laughs>
2: Oh God. Um, so I always freeze whenever this question is asked. Cause all of a sudden I'm like, who's, who writes books? Um, <laughs> <how> I, <laughs> you're I, like, I do. <laughs> right. Oh God, I don't know who, who anyone is. I, I love Mariana Zapata. I start there because I started really reading her, um, reading her books. Um, and I, I really did. I still love her stuff to this day. um, but I, I love, I'm a huge PNR reader. I love like Jame and Eve and um, I can't, like I said, like Kelly St. Clair. I can't think of all the names. Um, oh God, I'm so bad at this. Debbie Perry is a huge one. Amy Harmon. I, I kind of just read all over the place. Um, I had a list. Lisa, a list. Lisa, Lisa Madden-Mills, Megan Brandy, Pippa Grant, Ruby Dixon, Jennifer Armentrout. Those are some of my favorites. I love those. I
0: love all of those selections. Yeah. Yeah. We actually had an author on, I want to say like two months ago, who's actually a friend of mine. And she, we asked her this question and the first thing she says is your name.
2: Oh, really? was that Amy? Amy yes, Al- it was Amy L. So <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany told me to, she was, she, Tiffany sent me, she's like, Hey, they recommended you. And I, she just came out with a book and I actually need to read hers. Um, that was super flattering. I was like, oh my God, that's so sweet. Um, and definitely not something, you know, every now and then I'll like go and hunt in those reader, those Facebook reader groups when they're asking for recommendations. I don't know if any other authors do this, but I'm always like, is my name mentioned, you know, did they mention me? And it never happens. So, uh, that was really encouraging. (laughs) I do that shit on TikTok now. Like I'll find, I'll see a
1: TikTok where it's like, you know, like spicy book recommendations and it'll have like a specific vibe and i'm like okay my book fits in that vibe i was like yeah. let me let me just watch it then video. she gets notifications
0: from me because i tagged like, her
1: if my book's not mentioned in the actual tiktok itself stevie will tag me and be like oh this book fits into this category perfectly <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank, thank you appreciate
2: it for making me feel included if i tell tiffany to start doing this she can blame you stevie no, seriously, she does it.
0: She'll I like literally them. tag every time somebody puts one in the um bang book club the group on Facebook and I tag all of my clients. <laughs> yeah, and like that's like the, it's the ones too. they fit in.
2: <laughs> I love it. I somebody love
0: it. literally asked for rock star romance the other day and I literally tagged cat MJ and Brianna all at the same time. <laughs> no joke
1: if i see one before she does because obviously i don't want to pimp my own book right but it's like if oh. i don't see myself in the comment section and i feel like i know that like i won't do it for every single one but if someone's being like really specific and i'm like yeah. my fucking book checks all those motherfucking boxes ho yeah. i will screenshot it and send it to me like go comment my book on this book right now
0: right now and she's like got it i'm on it i'm on it well, like one night somebody asked for a book podcast to listen to <laughs>
2: Oh, gosh.
0: And we both saw that at
1: the same time. At the same time, like, within, like, seven seconds of each other. But we didn't even, like, communicate that it was happening. Like, (laughs) I saw it. She saw it. And we were like, oh, okay, we'll just pimp ourselves. And then, like, I screenshotted where we posted, like, a minute apart from each other. And I was like, (laughs) great. like," And it was, like, nearly the (laughs) same message. It was like, oh, me and my... Friend have you know like this book podcast and we talked to some of your favorite authors and listed like the same authors and I was yeah. like lol this is great this glad is like how that. long we've been working together yeah, I was like glad we have this oh, kind of
0: communication level oh man so do you prefer e reader or physical copies
2: uh, I used to do only physical copies um, but now I am pretty much only e reader and that's because I have a hard time sleeping. Um, especially if I'm up against a deadline and so I will read at night early morning like I woke up at four this morning and my husband didn't get up till 6 30 so I just read on my phone you know so I just do my e-reader mostly. I, it's
1: convenient it's like the most convenient thing in the world so I totally understand.
2: Yeah. Um. So we are going to
1: shift gears to our favorite portion of the podcast this is our favorite questions it is the trope questions however this sadly is the last section but we got some good questions so what is your favorite trope to write and why
2: I love writing enemies to lovers um and because I don't know I just I love building tension I have to have a book I don't know I, I I can't I can't really do books that don't have a lot of tension or angst like if there's just like oh I like you and ooh I like you I'm like oh well I'm bored you know like I need there to be like hate I need there to be yeah. like yeah I hate you I want to kill you but somehow I'm gonna fall in love with you you know like I just I I love that I live for it
1: I think something that's super underrated so I occasionally will read a friends to lovers if it's like done like if it's angsty enough you know Mm -hmm. um because I love to just torture myself but I think an underrated trope is like friends to lovers to enemies back to lovers Mm -hmm. And like, I, I love that. I love how they have like history. So like they know shit about each other. So when they become enemies, they like cut deep, you know, it's like, I remember when you pissed the bed when you were in seventh grade, you know, like I like, like shit like that. Like they cut very deep with you. I'm like, oh my God, this is intense. I love this.
2: But I, their hate has to last longer though. Cause the only, I haven't found any good ones. Um, no, I don't want to say it like that, but done well in the sense that like it's cutting, like you said, cut deep. But also, like, cut wide. Like, don't just be yeah, like, oh, yeah. forgiveness. I struggle with that. I'm like, no, you're mad. You're still mad. Don't forgive me yet. Find the
1: book that I read that, oh my God, it was so good. Because, like, basically, what happened was the way she layered it was like, we were in present time where they were enemies. And they would have like moments where you would see them when they were friends, but it was interwoven so well that it flowed with like the
2: plot of this. St- oh my God. It was just so good. It was you so good. It. Yeah. You will have to tell me. Cause now I'm in, I'm in, I have a pen. I have a pen and a notepad.
1: I know I need, I need to figure out what book it is. I'll have i I'm going to have to go back on my fucking grades DVR and fucking just search it out. I remember the cover, so I'll have to look. I'm really bad with titles, but like I see a cover and I'm like, oh yeah, I know the whole plot of that book. Right. Until um, I
2: change it.
0: Yeah. And then it's like, shit. Yeah. What so book, book is um so all right stevie you take the next one okay what is one trope you would eventually like to write and why
2: i want to write paranormal and because i love reading it and because i'm obsessed with like vampires and werewolves and shifters
1: have you Um, read J.R. ward's dark love black dagger brotherhood
2: series okay no but i started it and i just need to get over the way the third person i struggle with that like i just To just take a second and. was well, then you
1: started it as in like, you're on Dark Lover right now?
2: The number one. Yeah, Dark
1: Lover. So you're on Wrath and Beth?
2: I think so. Yeah. Wrath yeah.
1: is my fiction. I'm, oh my God. The things that I would allow that man to do to me. <laughs> it's <laughs> illegal.
2: Wrath I, and- oh I know God. I need to read it because it keeps getting recommended over and over and over again. So I know that I just need to like hunker down. It's like the, the Blue Ball blue barbarian ice planet books by ruby dixon i finally took the plunge and read that but there's like 19 books yeah yeah so then it's like okay well how invested you know am i
1: the thing see the dark lover the black dagger brotherhood has a bunch of books but i will say for me personally i only really loved one through like i think the rest of them are good but I think I only really was, like, obsessed and in love with, like, one through six, and that's kind of, like, the original Black Dagger boys, you know, so, like, you, like, from book one, you, like, relate to all of them, like, you know all of them, they're there, they're, like, sub-characters, and I would say, oh, my god, yeah, I would let, and, like, when you get into it, like, my favorite thing, I tell people this all the time, it's the most insane thing to like about a book ever, but you know how, like, like, females go into heat, like, In this book, right? Uh-huh. And the men, vampires, right? The male vampires, it doesn't matter. Like, if that woman is unmated, her scent goes to like every male vampire out there. And oh, they become like, it doesn't matter if they're your best friend. Like, rats, like, best friends are fucking like frothing at the mouth when Beth goes into heat. And they have to like chain her door so like none of the guys can come in. And I was like, this is the hottest thing I've ever read in my like, whole um, life.
2: I'm sold
1: i'm curious
2: i always claire wrote so kelly st Clair wrote something similar in that regard but i'm sure it's a um with her vampire series but um it wasn't enough like it, w- it was too quick too soon so oh no
1: Bess cool. is in heat for like fucking two weeks and like wrath is like tormented he is like and they're at that point in the relationship where they're like they're like because in the beginning, they're not very friendly with each other, but they're not enemies either, right? Because like the way they set it up, but like they're in that awkward stage of like, are we friends? Are we like acquaintances? Like that weird stage, and she goes into heat, and he's like, I don't even, I can't deal with my fucking self. It's so good. It's so good.
2: Okay, I'm sold. sold.
1: But yeah, I would recommend reading the first six, and if you want to continue, I think you get a pretty roundabout idea of how the books go after you read book seven, but I read all of them, but book one through six, phenomenal. Chef Kisses, love them both, love them all, all of them.
2: Done, yeah, sold. Uh,
1: so I, I sell so many people with that one thing that I tell <laughs> them about that book. I'm like, the female's going to heat and they got to chain the doors. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> so, all right, what is one trope you'll never write and why?
2: I don't, I don't know that there's not one that I would never write. I think it's just under this specific name. Okay. Um, and it's just the BDSM erotica under this name I think I would I would definitely consider it under a pen name um, yeah, yeah. for the sake of my audience um, that's probably one I wouldn't tamper with
1: totally I totally get it but it's at the same time it's like doesn't I feel like I feel like I dabble in it you know like it's like sprinkled in you know but it's what? not like BDSM erotica you know what I'm saying like I read like yeah. so many books like contemporary romance and he's like tying her up in the basement I'm like
2: man (laughs) so so I think I kind of broke my readers with vicious vet because I did I jumped I was more kind of like fade to black I started out as more of like a sweet romance author because I was so afraid if my family read it because I come from very religious background um and I didn't even consider writing with a pen name I was like no this is going to be me authentic you know and so I started writing that way and then with vicious vet it was like boom total tie up, you know, BDSM yeah. stuff. Um, but I mean, as far as like, like you said, it can be sprinkled in. Yeah. yeah. camouflaged. But like straight up, this is just the whole plot is like, plot right. yeah. yeah. Then I would, is. Okay. I need it. I need a pen name for that. Cause my audience would be like, no. So. The
1: first thing I did when I wanted to like start publishing was find a pen name. Cause I come from the Bible Belt. My yep. dad is like hella religious, and I was like, "Yup, I am not tethering my actual name to this shit." No, and now
2: he called and me I from, from all- that. huh? I come from that, and I did. My grandpa's a preacher. My like, my whole family, and I. D- yeah. I mean, I'm in it now. Yeah, so it's like I do
1: all this work to get a pin name, right? And then my dad will, like, my actual father's profile on Facebook will comment on my real, on my author stuff, right? And, like, have, like, conversations with readers and shit. Like, readers love my dad. And I'm like, you are um, defeating the whole so purpose. So do the YouTube viewers. Oh, God. It's like, you are defeating the whole purpose of me having a pen name. Now everybody's going to know who you are, dad. And he's like, I don't care if I know who
0: I am. And I'm like, I care. Oh, no. <gasps> Jen Sterling is also convinced that she's going to be your stepmom.
1: That's not happening.
0: Jen is crazy. Who is? Jen Sterling. Sterling. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, if you, You'll have to go back and watch the Indie Live panel we did with Willow Winters and Candy Steiner and Jen it's Sterling.
1: Near it's near the end. I Her was dad
0: makes an appearance. And oh. like my dad's
1: made appearances on this podcast before, right? But nobody's like seeing him, right? Because we don't okay. post it. But on the YouTube Live, we're obviously live and on camera. And I was visiting family at the time. My friend was getting married and I was staying at my dad's house. And uh, because I I live in a different state than they do. And I was visiting and my dad has this fucking fire alarm that is won't shut up. It beeps the whole time. He's like, I've changed the batteries and it something's wrong with this broken. And I'm sitting in there and I'm on this live. And I told him, I was like, dad, don't come in here on this one. You'll be on live. Like there's nothing I can do to edit it out. And he was like, okay, I won't. He comes in near the end of it and uh he's like what are you doing what's up in here and he's like up on the camera and shit like that and jen like loses her shit she's like oh my god i'm and about he, to be a real fan of tiktok with daddy is what she, she said was like she was like <laughs> oh my god yeah she was like flex those muscles and then my dad starts like fucking magic oh my mic no. flexing in the background i am like well, the
0: winter's going
1: like this this is so <sighs> traumatizing to me why are you so traumatizing <laughs> I am trauma, and I'm here. I am trying to talk to Candy Steiner about weed because I've just figured out that she smokes, and I am like having like a heart to heart with her about marijuana. And <laughs> my dad is like fucking flexing in the background. I was like, "This is I hate this so much." You're, You're weird, like, and "Can weird.
2: you leave?"
0: <laughs> yeah, like this go. video got 700 li- views. When um, it's TikTok. like <laughs> talk. Like you have literally oh, done this to me my whole life. Like, what are you talking? Like all
1: of my friends are like, "We're gonna stay at MJ's house," and I'm like, "No." <laughs> not? You, house, and it's like why not your house is better it's like no my house is not better you guys just want to be around my dad and that's weird okay i don't that's
2: like it <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah have to see this now. i I tried to catch that one too but my life something happened because i'm on the west coast and the time zones are all weird but i need to go back and watch this now yeah it's on our
0: youtube channel okay it was traumatizing and, and even, i think it's been viewed like almost 200 times on youtube <laughs> because <laughs> <at this point. laughs> it got shared a lot the day like the day after it had we had done it and yeah. it started going off with people and people kept authors kept like commenting saying oh my god we're going to watch this now and I think part of it was that they wanted the information that the girls were giving yeah but they also wanted to see MJ's dad <laughs> I know
2: like I'm here for it you know tell me now I'm like I already writing it down I'm like I'm gonna go see MJ's dad
0: it was, like, bye, daddy, is what Jen Starling said. And
2: yeah, he, like, is that he what, was,
0: like, did she just say, call me daddy? He was, like, fixing the, he was fixing the fire detector, like, while this
1: is happening, and, like, people in the comment section were, like, oh, my God, somebody write a book about MJ's Zed as a shirtless firefighter, and I was, like, my God, why are we doing this to me right now? This is so bad. But, okay, so, Stevie, I will allow you. You can take the last
0: question. You do that. I was about to say, I will allow you. Like, I'm in charge of you or some shit. You take the last question. Yes, and you took my other question. (laughs) If you were in a book, what trope would you want for your story?
2: Well, so I have been told a million times I should write my story with my husband. Um, I don't even know what trope it is. But look, I'm just all like... I I know he he, um we went to high school together but we we never dated he was like the chubby kid who always had the rosy cheeks because he was always embarrassed um but he found me five years later after we graduated and um he had become a very fine man he (laughs) grew up and he got a jawline and there were just things when I saw him he was like hey do you want to hang out I'm up in Seattle and you know whatever and uh, anyway I he blew me away he I was a single mom at that point and um so I think that trope would be like single mom I don't know second chance
1: oh my god you know what that reminds me of is like think like a man have you seen that movie I yeah I have I think I don't know it's oh, like her, Candace and Michael. It's like, think of a man, like Steve Harvey writes a book to give women yes. the tools yes. to like yes. play man, right? It's Candace and Michael. Michael yes. was like the weird kid with the buck teeth and Candace was like super, you know, like whatever. And he was like, oh my God, I'm in love with you. And she was
2: a single mom in time too. There we go. That's it, boom, That's right there. Yeah, whatever that trope is. Now, but honestly, if I could just choose for myself, I would like it to be an enemies to lovers. So sometimes I pretend like I hated him in high school in my head. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just to rewrite our narrative a little bit. And I'm like, you know, but we have fun. I love him. You know, obviously I married him, but you know, we laugh a lot and uh, yeah. He well, gave me two more kiddos, so. If you
1: write it, then you just, if you write it, then you just need to make you guys enemy lovers in the beginning. And yes, exactly. Um, so that is sadly the last question we have for you, but you've been so amazing. I and mean, we want to thank you so much for coming on and joining us. We're going to leave you a few minutes to talk about yourself. If you have an upcoming release, And let our listeners know where to find you. So the floor is yours.
2: Yeah, well, I want to thank you guys for having me. Um, You guys are amazing. And I love this podcast. So thank you. Um, I do have an upcoming release in November, November 5th. uh, The second book in my, you know, series that we talked about here, King of Hearts comes out. um, And then in January, the Joker will finalize that series. Um, I'm everywhere. I'm on Instagram, Ashley Munoz, author um i think there's an underscore in there <laughs> uh, i'm on facebook i have a reader group uh god i'm everywhere and i think facebook is down right now so i'm feeling that with instagram, that was yeah. instagram. Like, what paranoid. do i do i know <laughs> like where am i what are my readers doing are they okay you know yeah, yeah. Like, i'm panicking I'm, I I'm gonna lose my
0: job like it's like that tiktok somewhere it's like yeah but i am panicking because i'm gonna lose my job
1: yeah <laughs> that's yeah. me And I better get a discount for my Facebook ads that are running right now. Right? I better get a fucking discount. I better cut me a deal. Because if I go back on there and it
2: is upgraded, bitch, bullshit. Because Facebook's been down. Ain't nobody been on it. I know. I know. I'm feeling you. I'm like, this is not. And I have a cover reveal reveal today. So I'm like, of course. You know, my mind, I'm like, did I break it? Was it me? (laughs) Was it me? Did I do something? (laughs) Am I I the
0: drama? I I know. We had a release for, we had a, release day for the PR company and we can't even post
2: yeah. oh god I was thinking that I'm like well at least it's not my release day because that would just di- I would die but
1: have a panic attack no thank you um
2: oh, no. but thank you so
1: much for joining us and we hope that we get to chat with you again soon and uh we wish you all the best and we cannot write wait to read King of Hearts so we hope you have a good evening and we'll chat with you later
2: you too thanks